It's Thursday, June 10th, 2010. It's almost like being a little kid and f- afraid of the boogeyman in the closet, but this boogeyman's real. Just globs the death out there. Even more of the Gulf mired in BP oil, while clean energy legislation is still mired in the Senate. The fossil fuel industry claims more lives. Plus, if you spill it, he will come. I know uh, there must be a question as to why I'm here. I'd like to assure everyone in the room that it's not because I heard a voice in a cornfield. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It was hard for me to fathom how we could engineer nuclear power and put a man on the moon, but somehow not muster the technology to clean up an oil disaster of our own making. It's hard for me to fathom, Kevin Costner, how you couldn't muster the knowledge that nuclear is pronounced nuclear. This is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is sponsored in part by Velvet Revolution's new campaign, protectourelections.org, fighting for real election reform in Congress once and for all. Please join the fight against corporate influence, voter suppression, and unverifiable privatized voting systems. Sign the petition to demand election reform from Congress now at protectourelections.org. That's protectourelections.org. Okay, Desi Doyen, it's day 52 of the Gulf oil disaster going to be a long, hot summer. What do you have for us today? Well, the fossil fuel industry claims two more lives. Two men were killed Wednesday in Texas in yet another natural gas pipeline explosion. This is the second fatal blast in Texas in 48 hours. This time it was in the panhandle near the Oklahoma border. The first was on Monday near Dallas, Texas. That killed one. In both cases, excavation crews verified the location of natural gas pipelines before digging, but they accidentally ruptured them anyway. Add to that, of course, the 11 killed out there in the Gulf, the 20 killed in uh, Massey's mine disaster a couple of months ago. Two killed in a mine disaster in Kentucky. I don't know how many, 60 or something, killed out there in Russia in mine disasters. The fossil fuel deaths continue. Senator Al Franken of Minnesota addressed that same issue this week in a hearing on oil company liability. Yeah, echoing one of our favorite refrains. I've never seen uh, a solar panel or a wind turbine kill 12, 11 people. I've never seen a 50-day ethanol spill. And I think that we have to rethink uh, our entire energy uh, portfolio and how <laughs> and and what we're doing to drive the demand for oil. And I think that this is a wake-up call. Yeah. Do you think? Glad to hear Franken talking about it. Still, not enough Democrats using this opportunity to say we need clean energy legislation now. And in fact, some Democrats are actively working against it. In Tuesday's Super Tuesday primary election in 12 states, Senator Blanche Lincoln of Arkansas reportedly won the Democratic Party nomination, which isn't necessarily good news for President Obama's agenda to move that clean energy and climate legislation that's mired in the Senate. Lincoln is a conservative Democrat from a farm state, and she's withheld her support unless major concessions and goodies are thrown to the agriculture industry. Obama's got to have her support to beat an assumed filibuster to pass it, especially now that the the bill's co-sponsor, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, has come out against his own bill, saying at first that it doesn't have enough offshore drilling. Oh, brother. Graham's new stance is an about-face from just a month ago. This guy is schizophrenic. Is he for his bill, or is he against it? He's just... He's, he's, 
uh, he's schizophrenic. It's really hard to figure out what he's doing. I don't even think he knows what he's doing. And not that anyone in the Senate will listen, but a new poll shows that a growing majority of Americans support clean energy legislation. The BP oil disaster continues. Heavy oil has now reached Alabama's inland waterway, leading officials to close the main water access route to the Gulf. Animal rescue centers in Louisiana report that they are receiving more than five times as many oiled birds as they received in the entire previous six weeks combined. Now it looks like both BP and the federal government are focusing solely on reducing the spill and mitigating the damage until those relief wells can be finished in August. To that end, a most interesting hearing on Capitol Hill on Wednesday had actor Kevin Costner appearing before a House subcommittee to testify on his new invention, an oil and water separator. It's a centrifuge that basically vacuums up and then separates out the oil, leaving the water 99% clean. Coster testified how his invention was initially met with apathy for over 12 years. The list of government agencies, oil companies, and foreign companies we contacted reads like a who's who of those who needed it, those who should have been looking for it, and probably more to the point, those who should have been developing it themselves. And it looks like the invention works. BP has 32 of the machines on order. Took them long enough. And BP executives are still disputing the existence of undersea plumes of oil, even though the government has confirmed them. Perhaps they should talk to Al Walker, a wildlife rescue worker who dove 60 feet into the Gulf. Something I've never seen in diving in my whole life out here. These big snot balls. No, I never saw it in my life, ever. Maybe BP and Mr. Suttles should go jump in the Gulf themselves. Read about that and see our exclusive video inside the BP boardroom as executives react to the spill. Okay, it's not exclusive. We lied, but so did BP. And this video is very, very funny. Check it out at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>